It's time, D-Heads! Disney Blue presents the Diz Radio Show. Every week, Diz Radio lets you relive the magic, movies, and memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic entertainment, newest hits, retrospects, and breaking news on Hollywood's latest. So put on those ears, strap on the proton packs, beware of Lost Boys, jump on a hoverboard, and flip that dial to the Disney Sunday movie. The Diz Radio Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads out there, you tuned in for another fantastic, fun-filled Christmas edition here at the Diz Radio Show. Yes, I said Christmas, because we are celebrating the 12 days of Christmas. So what does that mean? It means today is the fifth day of Christmas. As I mentioned a few shows ago, the 12 days of Christmas starts on December 25th. So we're celebrating the fifth day of Christmas. So what does that mean? We get to continue with our very Merry Christmas celebration. And to help us do that here this week for show number 251 for the week of December 29th, 2023, we we are uh, welcoming an artist, a special guest, somebody that creates the most exquisite heirlooms that get passed down to generations, the ornament maker himself, Christopher Radko. And you may know him from many different things, from being a lavender farmer, as well as an ornament maker. And he's going to stop in and talk about how he got into creating these timeless ornaments that are passed on to even celebrities like Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Dolly Parton, and many others, and how they have become heirlooms that get passed on to generations, and what's in store for the 2024 collection. Yes, he is already thinking about next year. And no show would be complete as we continue on here with our Christmas celebration without the D-Team. Now, the D-Team is a little light here this week because some of them want to take off for the holidays, and that's completely understandable. You want to take the week off, you want a vacation, pull a Clark Griswold, or who knows what. But we do have some of the team here, and we have Jeremy stopping in with some tidbits about, uh, you know, a deer whose nose flashes like crazy. We also have Frank giving you that quote of the week from some of our favorite iconic mice, as well as Dominic stopping in to let you know what it's like with those musical scores for the holidays. So we have the D-Team stopping in here as well. There's all kinds of ramblings for myself and, of course, all kinds of Christmas fun, as I mentioned, as we continue on with the 12 days of Christmas and today being the fifth day of Christmas. I am excited just to continue on with the Christmas celebration because I am not ready for the holiday to end and I'm so glad that the first day of Christmas is on December 25th. So it just lets me milk it out that much longer. So all of you D-heads, I am going to stop rambling here. I'm going to press on with the show. And most of all, thank you for stopping in with us this Christmas time. Nothing is more great than spending this time with all of you, the listeners, every single week. You tuning in, having that fun. This Christmas time, thank you. And always pull in that extra person, that person you love, and spend that Christmas time with them. So let's officially kick off the fifth day of Christmas for our very Merry Christmas celebration for show number 241 for the week of December 29th, 2023. When we are born, we are swaddled and snuggled, whispered too fussed over, tickled and cuddled. When we grow up, things get muddled, and here it is Christmas time. Stop by for a piece of delicious peach pie While I tell you my yuletide wishes You can help me do the dishes Cause here it is Christmas time And we all want someone Who will love us and hold us To 
and welcome back to another episode of Diz Radio's Quote of the Week. We here at Diz Radio are still celebrating Christmas. And this week's quote comes from the movies Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Now, Mickey Mouse and his friends enter the realm of eye-catching computer-generated animation in this five-episode, 68-minute Christmas celebration. The holidays are time for celebration, but when Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, and a host of other Disney characters become obsessed with holiday preparations, the frenzy and activity leaves everyone feeling stressed, selfish, and full of regret. A skating contest leads best friends Minnie Mouse and Daisy Duck down a path of jealousy and hurt feelings in Bells on Ice. And Christmas Impossible finds Huey, Dewey, and Louie selfishly scheming to get on Santa's good list at anyone's expense. In Christmas Maximus, goofy son Max is mortified by his father's silly antics and in Donald's gift, Donald's craving for peace and quiet threatens to ruin the whole family's holiday fun. Mickey's doggone Christmas finds Mickey so obsessed in planning the perfect Christmas party that he lashes out at Pluto and almost loses a very special friend forever. 
While the animation style is new, what hasn't changed is Disney's commitment to stories with wholesome values. Making the gang remind viewers that the holiday season is not about selfishness, flashy parties, or expensive gifts, but about, but about selflessness and the celebration of family and friends. This week, our quote is as follows. So at last, Mickey learned what he'd missed from the start. Bells and holly mean little without friends in your heart. The magic of Christmas has its rhyme and reason. We hope you and yours find a most joyous season. Well, that's all the time I have this week. Remember, have a magical holiday season and have a magical week. You've loved them for years. Bye-bye, everybody. It's perfect. You're going to be great. Now, see them in an all-new holiday adventure. Launch! Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Hello. Minnie, it's me. This is Minnie Mouse. Leave me a message and have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> this is definitely a problem. There can only be one name for this dog. Wanna hear it? Please. Murray. Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like Murray Christmas? Oh my head. Mickey's Murray. Murray's Pluto? Bingo. Bingo's Pluto? Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. This is gonna be awesome! An all-new holiday movie coming this November. That's a wrap. <laughs> you see, I'm a rapping elf and I said... Don't get your tinsel in a tangle, D-heads. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. That's why you are listening to Diz Radio's annual Very Merry Christmas Celebration. Now, you listen to me. Even if we're horribly mangled, there'll be no sad faces on Christmas. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Uh, holiday hoobie whatty. All right, all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 251 for the week of December 29th, 2023, as we are continuing on with our very Merry Christmas celebration with the fifth day of Christmas. Yes, as I mentioned earlier on in the show a few weeks ago, I talked about the 12 days of Christmas kicks off on December 25th, so we are in the heart of the Christmas season as it is the fifth day of Christmas, and I am excited for our very special guest here this week. It is a good one because Christopher Radko, he is an artist. Uh, somebody that just makes these exquisite ornaments that get passed on to generations. I mean, my parents had Christopher Radko's. I mean, it, it was just insane. So I'm excited to have Christopher stop in and chat with us here. And we still have more D-team that decided to stop in here this week because I guess they are a glutton to have their voice here on the show. And we have Jeremy, Frank, and Dominic stopping in here this week to just make sure it's not just me talking for this uh, wonderful Christmas season. So before I officially jump into everything here and uh, a little bit of uh, fun holiday tidbits. I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Diz Radio. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news feed, connect up with the D-Team, our swag store, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on Facebook, X, TikTok, 
Snapchat, Threads, you name it. You can find us on all of these social media outlets. Just go to DizRadio.com and find all those links there as well. And you can always subscribe to get the latest shows to your device using your iPhone, just using the podcast app, or maybe you're using an Android or a different device or a different app. You can find us on the iHeartRadio app as well. So there's a variety of ways you can listen to us here at the show. Subscribe, get the latest shows as they get released right there to enjoy every single week. And if you forget about all of these links, like I already said, go to DizRadio.com and find everything there as well. So D-Heads, it is a lighter show here this week. It's a lot lighter. It's the Christmas week. It's already been a shorter week for many of you. We have D-Team taken off, so I'm not going to just ramble on too much, but I do have to say, we do have Christopher Radko stopping in here this week. You know, exquisite ornaments, things that are just like majestic, hand-painted, glass. I mean, these things are so ornate that people like Dolly Parton, Hugh Jackman, Robert De Niro, uh, I mean, they all have Christopher Radko's. Recently, this last season... Jamie Lee Curtis even posted that she got a Radco ornament from him as well. So these things are passed on even through celebrities. So that brings me to an ornament that I'm thinking of, and that's an ornament that I made when I was five years old. Um, I still have it on my tree. There's two ornaments that are on my tree. Now, they are not as exquisite as the one that Christopher is going to talk about later on here in the show, but one of them is just made out of popsicle sticks. Um, I remember making it in kindergarten. It has a little bit of glitter. Uh, some popsicle sticks making a triangle, and it's actually a little manger scene, a little nativity. Um, I think we actually just cut it off the front of a Christmas card and glued it on in school, and on the back, I wrote my name the best I could. My N's are written backwards, Uh, so you look at it, and you're like, okay, does this kid really know how to spell or what? I mean, it's no clue why I ended up going to art college later in life, I guess, right? (laughs) But... You know, so that is one thing, and it's and I guess instead of having even a uh, a hanger to hang it on the Christmas tree, it's actually a paper clip that's bent. Now, this is something you know all kids do these kinds of ornaments in school. You know, it's one of those where we made these ornaments. They were fantastic in terms of it was made from the heart. A little kid making something, and the parents always proudly put it on their tree. All of my kids have made me ornaments and little things, uh, handprints, you name it. And they're all hanging on my tree too. These are time capsules. These are things that take you back in time. And when you're a kid, you know, you give them to your parents. They hang it up and you're like, oh my gosh, that looks horrible. And then you become a teenager and you're like, why are you still putting on a tree? It looks really, really bad. You know, and then you become a parent. And then you realize why your parents still keep putting it on the tree. You could be 40 years old and these ornaments will still be on the Christmas tree at your parents' house because it's a time capsule. It's that moment of, you know, you you love each other. And it's just one of those, it helps them remember that time and place. And it brings you back as well, making it. So my parents have a few of these on their tree, but my mom also passed one on to me and said, here, take this one as a remembrance for yourself. And it gets put on my tree every year. My kids laugh. They laugh. They look at it. It's this little rickety thing, but they they just understand that this is one of those things I put on the tree along with all their ornaments that they made me. Now, another ornament that I put on the tree is a little comic book. Now, this one I got in 1982. It came out around the same time as Mickey's Christmas Carol. So Mickey's Christmas Carol coming out, debuting on TV, great holiday special. And in connection with that, if you went to Hallmark or a few of these stores, you could buy little Christmas books. And with that were like old comic strips. 
that you could actually open up. Now these are tiny, maybe like two inches tall, two inches by two inches. And you could open it up and actually read the comics. I, I might have trouble reading the comics now at my age, but at the time I could read them as a kid. You know, I could hold that thing right up to my face and read it. But this one was great. It has Mickey and Minnie sledding down a hill on it. Um, you know, and then you open it up and it has a whole story about Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, everybody going sledding on this adventure from an old Disney comic from the 60s. And it has just a little gold string and you hang it up and hang it on the tree. Now, this is one that I've loved since I was a kid. I don't know why but it's one that my parents always made sure I got to hang on the tree. Now, I come from a family with five kids, so there's four other siblings uh, additional from me and my family, but I always got to hang this one on the tree. And one of the best Christmas gifts I got was when I moved out of the house. It was my first year out of the house from my parents. I'm in college. My mom wrapped up that ornament in a box for me and gave it to me. Not a replica, not rebuying it, not buying it off of eBay, she wrapped up the actual ornament that I hung up every year. And it was just the most, it was the most precious ornament that I have ever gotten because it's from the heart. She knew it was special to me and it gets hung up on my tree every year to this day. Now these aren't as exquisite or hand painted or unique as what Christopher is gonna talk about because those are just awesome. And my parents have Radcos on their tree I have Radcos on my tree that I'll be passing down to my kids as well. But these are just really great little ones. Now, what do you have for ornaments on your tree? Do you have these little majestic ones? Do you have little trinkets or taking you that to that place back in time? Now, you don't have to share that with us. We'd love to hear from you. So if you do want to email us, go to the website. I'd love to hear your story. and uh, Or if you want to record a little bleep and send it to us, you, know, you might hear yourself here on the show. But just take a minute this weekend and think about that. Or maybe give an ornament to somebody else and somebody that you love. And ornaments are a big thing. In our house, every year for the Feast of St. Nicholas, we celebrate that here because we're in the Midwest. So every December 6th, the Feast of St. Nicholas takes place. My kids always get a new ornament every year, every single year. So over the course of their lives, by the time they leave the house, they're gonna have 18 ornaments all ready for their Christmas trees by the time they leave my house. So it is just, ornaments are those time, that place, that capsule. I mean, you know, they don't, not everything has to be fancy. Not everything has to be this over the top kind of ornament. My one son, there's a moment in his life he loved Power Rangers. You know what? He hangs that Power Ranger ornament on the tree with care every single year. Does he care about Power Rangers now? Not really. But he hangs it up and he always smiles because it takes him back to that time when he was six or seven and just loved the Power Rangers. So it's little moments like that, those little capsules. For me, I always remember getting the McDonald's ornaments in connection with the movies. Oliver and Company back in 88. You also had Little Mermaid in 89. Then from there, you had the Rescuers Down Under in 90. And McDonald's had all these ornaments that they would give out. Remember those old commercials from McDonald's where they were connected with the Disney promos? I really miss those promotional days of them giving away things to go along with the movies that were quality, not a little plastic toy pressing a button. I just, I wish they'd go back to the really good collectible days. It was a lot more fun. But I digress in that aspect. So D-Heads, I'm done rambling. I'm going to keep it short here this week because it is Christmas week. It's the Very Merry Christmas celebration. It's a shorter week here this week. But I do want to say I am thankful for all of you D-Heads tuning in all month long for the Very Merry Christmas celebration. We still have one more week left of our celebration. 
because the 12th day of Christmas is January 5th, next week's show. So get ready for the 12th day of Christmas and New Year's. I'm excited to celebrate that with you. We already heard from Frank, but we got Dominic and Jeremy stopping in, and of course the talented, the artistic, the lavender farmer, Christopher Radko stopping in here very shortly as well. And you know, here in Wisconsin, normally we would be buried under tons and tons of snow, but we don't have any right now for Christmas. So I'm longing for snow. So let's cross our fingers, hold out, and maybe let it snow. Let's press on for show number 251 for the week of December 29th, 2023. This is Martin Cove. You all may know me as John Kreese. But just remember, no mercy. And you're listening to Diz Radio. Quick, up here. It looks just like you. Looking all right yourself, kid. Now when you buy a $5 book of McDonald's gift certificates, you get a free plush musical ornament of Oliver or Dodger. The characters from the new Disney movie, Oliver and Company, now only at a theater near you. Oliver and Dodger make great gifts and even play a tune. Dodge, we made beautiful music together. Yeah, kid. Your holiday place, McDonald's. It's me, it's Dominic, and here's a new segment on this radio about film music. But why do films even have music? Better yet, what is music? What is music is a question that my music history professor posed to a room full of college junior music majors. And you know what? No one could answer it. Music doesn't need any of the three musical elements of harmony, melody, and rhythm, or some of the other common elements such as texture or form. There are many examples of pieces that stray from those. It doesn't have to have lyrics. Country music proves that music doesn't even have to be pleasing. So much of what we would generally define music with are either opinion, 
or too broad, where there are too many examples of music that doesn't feature a certain type of characteristic. Defining music is like defining the color green. It's just green. Most people default to the, I know what it is when I hear it. But there is a way to define music, keeping the definition broad enough to include all forms and also excluding other sounds, like random noise. Music is just organized sound and rest. It's all about the intent of the composer or performer to define a set of sounds or time as musical. A trumpet note is just a vibrating piece of metal causing a sound, just like dropping a frying pan on the floor. However, one is just noise. Dropping it on purpose, calling it concerto for frying pan and floor, boom, you have a musical composition. Where am I going with all this? Well, why have music in film? When silent film lacked the technology to synchronize sound, it made sense to have a piano and organ play some music to help create the mood. But once sound could be synced to film, many movies dropped the music from the presentation. It made sense at first. Movies were mass-distributed plays, not operas. If you went to go see Romeo and Juliet in a theater, John Williams wasn't blasting orchestral music at the audience. Watch older films like James Whale's universal classic Dracula with Bela Lugosi, it's mostly unscored, except for a needle drop of Schubert's Unfinished Symphony over the main titles and some music over a dance scene. Soundtracks don't really follow us in real life, although we would be much better warned of shark attacks if they did. But very soon, Hollywood realized that a movie isn't a play. There are no live actors in the dark theater with us. Everything is one step removed from the actors actually being there, and music became almost ubiquitous in all films to draw us in through the screen. Now, it's hard to think of a film without music. Many people would hold Alfred Hitchcock's classics The Bird as such an example as a film without music. I do not believe that is the case. There's not a score in the traditional sense, but Psycho, Hitchcock's movie before The Birds, didn't have a traditional score either. Hollywood was hit with an antitrust suit, World War II, and television in a perfect storm that was killing the industry. Hitchcock's waning popularity was pushing him to make himself less stodgy, so he asked composer Bernard Herrmann to come up with a bebop jazz score for Psycho so the hip cats would really like it and young stuff up a bit. Herman wisely ignored him, and screeching string orchestras became the go-to for slasher knife attacks from that point on. For the birds, Hitchcock wanted to experiment again. There was the sentiment at the time, especially from foreign directors, that the use of a soundtrack was a crutch. If the script, the acting, and the directing was what it should be, there's no need to sweeten up the mood like a Disney Channel comedy laugh track. Hitchcock's The Birds doesn't have a score, but I think it falls short from the definition of not having music. Composer Bernard Herrmann was credited as a sound consultant. Instead of instruments, the soundtrack consisted of recorded bird calls, what we would call samples today, and screeching sounds from a proto-version of a synthesizer. And a completely synthesized soundtrack had already been done seven years prior in 1956 with the film Forbidden Planet. So if music is organized sound and rest, and a composer was hired to play certain sounds at certain times, the birds does have music. It's just a musical score of screeching electronic sampled crows, which still makes it more musical and enjoyable than Maroon 5. Go check out the birds for yourself and enjoy Hitchcock and Bernard Herrmann's soundtrack experiment while also torturing Melanie Griffith's mom. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi and some questions, suggestions, maybe a movie you'd like me to cover. That's Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I can also be found on Twitter at WDWPlantoons and on YouTube by searching WDWPlantoons. If you like 90s syndicated professional wrestling for some reason, check out the Saturday Morning Superstars podcast. I'm on there as well. So folks, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening.
Here's an early Christmas gift for you from wonderful Ivory Snow. You can get these two snowball Christmas tree ornaments without paying a penny for them. That's right, a gift from Ivory Snow. Aren't they great? Lightweight, unbreakable, made of sparkling white plastic foam with red and blue trimmings. Ah, they'll brighten up your tree for many a Christmas to come. And you know, they're yours for free. Now here's what you do. Buy from your dealer the special Ivory Snow Boxes with the free offer explained here and this certificate box top. Then, send in one box top from a special giant size box or two box tops from the special regular size box and you'll receive these bright and cheerful ornaments in plenty of time for Christmas. The supply of these special Ivory Snow Boxes is limited though, so don't delay. The address is right on the box tops. Mail yours now. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Diz Radio special guest. All right, all of you Diz Radio fans out there, you tuned in for another magical installment here of the Diz Radio show. And the snow is falling, there's a twinkle in the air, a lot of things happening with jolly old St. Nick. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to the holidays, to the magic, to the whimsy. And also the disasters that can happen within Christmas, from knocking down Christmas trees, shattering ornaments, but going on and creating lasting ornaments for a lifetime. We have none other than Christopher Racco here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Hey, I'm sure glad to be here. Merry, merry to everyone. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, your ornaments, they are just majestic and one of a kind. And just, I, I mean, I can't even just put it into words because it's one of those you look at it and you're just in awe. So I guess jumping off for anybody listening right now who isn't familiar with any of your ornaments and of course your heartfullyyours.com ornaments that you know where they can go check all these out. Recently you had Jamie Lee Curtis post about your ornaments. A lot of celebrities are enjoying all these one-of-a-kind pieces. What sparked you in wanting to create these one-of-a-kind awesome pieces that I mean, are literally heirlooms passed on to generations. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, that's a great question. I uh, I never dreamt that I'd grow up and be a Christmas ornament guy. My parents were doctors. They fully expected me to go to med school. And then when I was in my early 20s, we had a little holiday mishap, which I think you alluded to a moment ago. We had a 12-foot Christmas tree in our living room, and I decided I would buy a brand new tree stand. Unfortunately, one of the legs of the tree stand buckled under the weight of this huge tree, and the tree came crashing down, uh, sending to the floor and crashing all these beautiful heirloom ornaments that were made in the 1910s and 20s and 30s, ornaments that I had inherited from my grandparents' day. And my grandmother came into the living room, where she was still alive then, and she said, Christopher, what have you done? You've ruined Christmas forever now. So that's a long time, right? Forever to, to ruin Christmas. And I felt so bad, um, you know, especially because I knew that for my grandmother, actually for all of us, every ornament had a story behind it. When you'd hang the ornament on the tree, you would remember where you got it, who gave it to you, or maybe a, a, an important life event like a baby's birth or a wedding. And so all her memories were shattered on the floor. And I thought, what can I do to make up for this? So I 
at the time, this was in the 1980s, no one was making glass ornaments anymore. So I went to Europe. I went to countries like Italy and Germany and Poland, and I found glass blowers who offered to make me ornaments, provided I would create the designs for them. So um, I brought home a shopping bag full of ornaments, and all my friends in the States said, where'd you get these great, beautiful glass ornaments? Can you get some for us? And that's how my business was launched. I was, you know, as a hobby, I was selling Christmas ornaments on my lunch hour. And then the celebrities started buying them like, you know, Whoopi Goldberg or Robert De Niro or, or uh, uh, G- Julie Andrews even back then or Bruce Springsteen. And, and I thought, wow, I'm really onto something. Everyone likes beautiful handcrafted ornaments that are made in Europe. And so I've been doing that for many years. I had a, a former company, uh, which I sold in 2005. And then I had a an extended non-compete, which finally ended. So I'm back in town with a boutique company. This boutique new company is called Heartfully Yours. And these ornaments are still made in Europe, still made in Poland or Germany or Italy or or the Czech Republic. And you can tell the difference. You can tell that these are hand-painted and each one takes a whole week to make. They're mouth-blown. It takes the human breath to breathe life into every single ornament and then they're silvered on the inside coated with liquid silver which makes them shiny and ref- and then all the layers of paints and lacquers and glitter i even have an eyelash lady and all she does is paint the eyelashes on every single santa or every single angel so you know you can see that hand painting that craftsmanship and and you know it's it's a beautiful ornament just like the ones that were made over a century ago well you know and like you said too it is one of those where it's something that's it is passed on from centuries and centuries and these beautiful ornate ornaments that are just so like gorgeous and like you said many celebrities like dolly parton hugh jackman i mean you name so many celebrities that love these as well now you know when you're overseas you're over in europe and you're looking at how all these are are made and, and done I mean, I guess with that and looking at all these and how they create all these crafts, I guess, how do you come up with your next design? I guess that's the biggest thing. Like, how do you, how do you keep topping it? Because I feel like every time I see one, I'm like, Ooh, I want that one. And then I, I scroll through your catalog. I'm like, wait, that one's even better. Wait, nope. I want that one. So how do you keep topping it? I know. You know what? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I could say it's a good bottle of champagne <laughs> as an answer, but but in, in fact, the ideas just come in. It's like asking uh, someone who writes a song, you know, how do you write a new song each each month or whatever? It just comes to me. That's that to me is the easy part. I've been blessed. I have this ability, if you will, to 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 visualize and conceive of ornament after ornament. There are so many that I can still create. They're all waiting off stage saying, pick me, pick me. I want to come on stage. And so, gosh, I can tell you if all I ever had to do was design an ornament, I'd be on vacation 11 months of the year because because I it's it comes easy. That part comes easy. But running the business, doing all the back office work, the shipping, the packing, dealing with customs, dealing with UPS, all that paperwork, that's the hard part. That's the grind. But the designing of the ornaments, I'm just, I'm lucky. I, I, I have that ear. I'm able to, to, to visualize. It comes into me like, like, like a radio signal. And, 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 you know, for different people, it's expressed differently. You might be a really great singer or a great chef or, you know, even a mathematician. Somehow we have our little creative uh, well within us. 
and 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 I've listened, you know, to that 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 song in my heart. And 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 I love Christmas. I think I think that's another secret. No matter what we do, if you love what you do, then your work is more like play for you. You know, you enjoy it mind working after five o'clock. You don't mind working on weekends if your heart is in what you do. You know, and I, I think you captured that exactly right there. Like if you love something, they always say you'll never work a day in your life because you love it so much. And with these ornaments, you know, I, I think about the history of like Christmas ornaments, how it started off with hanging fruit on trees and then it became ornate ornaments with the wealthy. And then in America, the, they tried to mimic, you know, hanging these ornaments on the tree, like the queen and all these different things. It was just, you know, and I, and I think about all these ornaments that you've created then and, and how, you know, I guess timeless they are because nowadays you go to the store and all you see are i mean there's the five dollar bin with plastic ones and yeah you got elf buddy the elf and you know charlie brown but they look like pieces of plastic whereas these you you handle them with your with care you're wrapping them up at the end of the season you're afraid that they're going to shatter because you know when when you're done you want your kids to have these as well. I guess, have you ever had anybody who, you know, even before you took your hiatus and now coming back now, have you had anybody who has purchased your ornaments and now it's their children coming back to you saying, you know, these have always been a staple in our family? <laughs> I got to tell you, it's on to the grandchildren by now. Um because I started in 86, so totally the grandchildren. My grandmother loved your ornaments. You used to go to, you know, such and such department store, and she would meet you there, and you would find the ornaments for her. And this is, you know, 40 years ago almost. So uh, truly, it is generational. It is going forward. Christmas comes back each year. I know for a fact that, you know, 100 years from now, when we're all living on Mars, they will have their heartfully yours ornaments on their March and Christmas trees. I won't be along, you know, around then. But uh, these ornaments will be because they are heirlooms. And here's the thing. They are built. They're made of sturdy glass They're made out of Pyrex glass. So, of course, they are glass, but they're like a light bulb. If you can hold and handle an electric light bulb, you know, you can easily handle one of these. They're not flimsy glass the way some of those, you know, $1.99 boxes that you get a, at a mass market store. Those are flimsy glass made in China or wherever. But if you, you know, my ornaments are made out of Pyrex or a good sturdy glass. And they um, they're they're made to last, and and I know that people will you know be enjoying them many many generations off in the future, and that that warms my heart. I know that's my mission. It's it, my mission truly is to connect people through the ornaments, uh, the memories that the ornaments contain, and to bring a smile to people's faces, to lift their spirits, to make their home holiday de decorating a little bit more heightened, you know, with the sparkle and the whimsy and the the beauty in these these traditional old world European Christmas ornaments. Definitely. You know, and, and with that too, they can always, you know, calm down too. Cause you know, during your hiatus, you know, if I'm correct, you were a, a lavender farmer, so they can calm down with some lavender and then put up the ornaments. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I did a lot of things. I worked for Turner movie classics. I, I did lots of uh, special events. I led tours to Europe, to the Christmas markets. I uh, also was a lavender farmer, and and I am a big believer in lavender, true organic uh, uh, English or French lavender. Uh, it's something I was introduced to by my mom when I was a little kid to help me sleep better. And I've always loved lavender, and uh, it's 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 a great you know it's a great pick me upper and 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 calmer downer as well. It, it's kind of an adaptogen, and uh, so I love lavender. And here's an interesting sort of segue back to the ornaments my purple ornaments always sell out the first wow 
Yeah, they love purple because you never see purple at Christmas. Like, oh, oh, I wanted that purple reflector. What do you mean it sold out? It's like, well, that's all the factory made, you know. So, <laughs> well, you know, and, and that shows you how unique they are because purple is always that color that you know. I, I like I like to say like, yeah, it is not a typical Christmas color. You know, you get your reds, your greens, your your golds, of course, blue from Mary, um, but the purple just reflects off the lights so majestically yeah it's a regal color it definitely is great and you know it's kind of a combination of red and blue and and uh but yeah i just i I, i'm busy right now working on christmas of 2024 for for my new company heartfully yours and um and it's just exciting i just i'm so lucky i mean i'm in my 60s now so to be able to follow my heart and do what i feel i'm driven to do and that it's of service that it lifts people's spirits that that means so much to me definitely you know and and with that too because you know you're already planning next year because we're in the we're in the midst of you know 2023 christmas um you know going out and you know have you had a chance to go out and set up any booths or any boutiques or you know kind of see the people one-on-one this season well um i I, i've done some uh, in-person events at some of the local customers here in the new york area and so i do love seeing people in person um and uh, I, I actually have a warehouse sale coming up this weekend, so I'll, I'll be meeting a lot of collectors there as well. Um, but, uh, you know, people uh, with, with media, social media, people constantly, you know, send me notes and it's like, wow, here's a picture of my tree. Isn't it gorgeous? And, and we have the, the new ornaments you're making on it as well. And that makes me feel good. I, I get a lot of notes on social media, you know, people tell me how much the ornaments mean to them. And that that's good for me because I truly, I work so hard. Sometimes I get lost in the weeds, so to speak. And, and so they kind of lift me back up and say, Hey, this actually has value to us. Don't, you know, don't get bogged down in, you know, in the, the, the minutia just keep in mind that, that we love what you're doing. You're on the right track. And, and that's reaffirming for me. And it, it, may, it, can, it, it en- enables me to con- continue to work really hard, but to you know, see the forest from the trees and know that it does make a difference to other people. Exactly. And, and like I said, too, earlier, you know, when you even alluded to it, that a lot of celebrities love them and collect them as well. I guess, uh, what is it like when all of a sudden you're, you're scrolling through social media and all of a sudden you got, boom, Jamie Lee Curtis is posting or somebody else is posting. Are you just like, wow, I, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's, 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 it's a blast. I, I'll tell you, the, I did have a job before I started making Christmas ornaments. I worked in the mailroom of a talent agency in New York City. I thought I'd become a talent agent. Of course, never ended up doing that. But I met so many celebrities because it was a top agency in New York. And so I, I came to realize they're really just human beings that, you know, probably had some talent and had some lucky breaks and, you know, made a big career for themselves. So I've, I've always realized that celebrities, you know, are real people. They have their own, you know, challenges, of course, in life. Um, and, and, but they, you know, many of them love Christmas. So like, for instance, when, um, you know, Robert De Niro called me up, uh, I was uh, transiting in between airports and this message came from Bobby. It's like, who's Bobby? And, and I called this Bobby back. He said, oh yeah, it's Bobby. I saw you at uh, Whoopi Goldberg's house. And that was a fact. And he said, can you create for me what you created for Whoopi Goldberg? It's like, well, yeah, I guess. And, and, you know, I think Elton John, same thing. He wanted me to create an AIDS foundation ornament because he has an AIDS foundation. So I made a little caricature of him as Santa Claus with the gap between the teeth. He loved it. We raised over a hundred thousand dollars for his foundation. And, you know, so 
that that makes me feel good, especially when the ornaments go that extra mile of raising money for good causes. Definitely, you know, and, and and especially at this time of the year too, and any time of the year, you know, doing these causes. Now, when it comes to your most popular ornaments and things like that, I guess what is the number one go to that everybody loves the most? Is it a Santa? Is it just something special like a glass one? Is it? I guess what tends to be the one that people are like, I need to have that ornament the most. That's such a great question. You know, it's such a personal purchase. It's an emotional purchase. So people buy things that catch their eye and that's filtered through their life experience. And, and so, you know, it might be a puppy dog ornament because they got a new puppy dog, or it might be, um, you know, something like a, a Santa, but he, he's a gardener Santa. He's, he's got uh, potted flowers and he's gardening in, 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 in the greenhouse, for instance. So, um, you know, a lot of people will pick ornaments that reflect the theme and, and stories that are meaningful in their own life. Sometimes they'll pick an ornament because it reminds them of something they had as a child. It could be a Santa or an angel or a snowman. It could be a wedding ornament if they just got married. It could be a baby's first Christmas ornament. I have these really cute elephants and, um, let me see what else a uh, little uh, teddy bear a teddy bear and an elephant ornament for baby's first christmas this year so it's it, uh, it's it's really a personal expression it, you they customize based on what their what what speaks to their heart so i try to do um a nice variety of ornaments i have your santas but they're not all necessarily in a red coat some of them come in a beautiful sort of a a brocade sort of like ancient you know renaissance france or something like that so they're not all traditional santas some of them are more uh ornate and elaborate in their costumes to refer to different countries an old english santa uh an italian santa or a french santa with you know uh, wonderful hand-painted details on his coat or his robe so it's i i people just buy what what attracts them it's 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 not it's not as easy as saying, well, here's one thing that always sells well, because I'm always creating new things. I, I, I actually don't, I don't plan my collection that way where, okay, I need to have, you know, X amount of Santas or X amount of snowmen. I just like, I, I, I go into a quiet space. I almost really meditate, if you will. And I have my, you know, sketchboard and my, my pencils. And I just kind of quietly let, listen to what comes in and, and the ornaments show up. There are like characters in the book. They show up as they see fit, you know, and I'm just sort of, I serve that. I serve that creative um, flow and I don't try to interrupt it. I just kind of let it come out and see what happens. And, and then it becomes, it's always worked for me. I mean, uh, you know, I have about 250 different designs coming out, new ones next year. So uh, there's, there's lots of room for lots of different interests. Exactly. And like you said, it, it's what speaks out to you because like, like myself, you know, I'm a big nutcracker guy. So to me, it's, there's something about passing on nutcrackers, um, that from my parents and their parents to them. And it's just, it's a, like you said, it's something that speaks personal. Now, I guess, you know, with everything going on and all the different stories you've had so many different things over the years and such artwork, have you ever thought about producing some form of a book or a, something about the making of these ornaments and the history of everything and creating some kind of memoir that we could all go back and just be like, wow, look at the history of how this came to be. That's a great question too. I, I actually have done anniversary books. Um, I mean, there were 
probably still available on eBay. If you just Google my name and book, you'll see maybe six or seven books that were published in my early years about what I do. Um, right now, with everything being so digital these days, people just download download my catalog from you know from 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 my website, you know, heartfulears.com, and um, and you know, and keep track of it that way. Um, but yeah, I I've been approached actually by the Smithsonian <laughs> to do an exhibit on 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 my collections over the years, and I said I'm too young for that. You know, give me another ten years, then we'll talk. Uh, but uh, other than that, yeah, I'm also working on a memoir. I tell my whole life story. It's it had a lot of ups and downs. You know, it's it's not like I had a wonderful Christmas every single year of my life, but most people don't. So you know, I I, I do share that. But but the you know the the themes of endurance and 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 how holidays make a difference in my life will definitely shine through uh, in that memoir. Um, but honestly, right now I'm just busy working on next year's collection. That's got my my front and center, you know, attention right now. Very cool. Well, I guess you know we know you're busy. You know, also working on next year's collection. Everyone's in the heart of Christmas here this season. But before we wrap this up here, I gotta say, is there one year where you got an ornament that is so special to you? Not necessarily your own collection, but if you have gotten an ornament from family, friends, you know, no matter what it is, where you're like, this is the nearest and dearest to my heart that has to go on your tree every year? Well, um, actually, I, I, I do recall a uh, unicorn ornament my grandmother gave me many, many years ago. It was a glass unicorn. And um, I cherish that because I, it was the special ornament I would hang on the tree each year. Um, Sadly, we lost it when the tree crashed. Uh, the unicorn shattered as well. And but I've never forgotten that one. And I think maybe a lot of what I do is my way of making up for that, you know, and like losing that unicorn, and and so I, and and kind of you know losing that connection, if you will, from you know with my grandmother. So I, I think you know, I, I want other people to have that connection now. And so I think that really motivates me each year as I, I as I go forward now. Very good. Well, you know, and, and maybe next year in 2024, we'll see a few unicorns. I don't know. Maybe maybe there will be that, that one unicorn for us. <laughs> I've got to work on it. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Christopher, chat with us, take this trip down memory lane into the future. And everybody listening in, you can always go to heartfullyyours.com. Go there. Check out the catalog. I can't even express how exquisite these are. I mean, I, I could talk about it, but it's not even going to do it justice. You're going to have to see it for yourself. So definitely go to heartfullyyours.com. Check them all out. It was our pleasure having you stop in, you know, and and I guess in the 2023 season, you know, continue to have a very Merry Christmas here from all of us at Diz Radio. And is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for anybody tuning in? Sure. I just want to mention, if they go on my website, there is a video section so they can actually see how the ornaments are made. I narrate the whole process. All you do is click on, you know, the three bars and go into the video section. And they're like short, you know, one minute videos. And you can see the whole seven day process. It's fascinating. The video section. I think people will enjoy that very much. Definitely. Well, of course. I mean, I, I love seeing how things are made. Um, you know, so I think it's just one of those intriguing things and it's going to help them appreciate what you're seeing and what you're purchasing even more seeing how long and how creative of a process this is. Yes. They'll enjoy it. It'll be fun. Well, it was our pleasure to have you stop in Christopher and, uh, you know, have a very Merry Christmas. 
you as well, and to all the listeners, a very warm and hearty and Merry Christmas from me, the artist Christopher Radko, and from my brand new company, Heartfully Yours. Enjoy. Pictures in frames tell the story of us. Mistletoe kiss, two young kids so in love. Now we look back and smile at Christmas through the years. Blink of an eye and the next thing you know. Those two young kids got some kids of their own. Jumping in the bed, wake up mom and dad, Christmas day is here. One chapter ends, and a new one begins. It's growing up and staying young, laughing with the ones we love in a world where nothing stays the same. It's Finding some things never change It's making brand new memories All the while remembering The ones we miss and wish were still right here So let's hold on to this before it disappears Like Christmas through the years She's looking down, saying make them count Christmas through the years. Oh, it's growing up and staying young, laughing with the ones we love. In a world where nothing stays the same, it's finding some things never change. of misfit toys meet yukon cornelius the funniest prospector of the north 
Gad, Zeus, the bumble snow monster of the North strikes again. Meet Santa's elves and hear seven original Christmas songs. Burl sings. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. It's a holly jolly Christmas special for the entire family. Don't miss Rudolph, Sunday, December 4th, in color on most of these stations. Message for you, son. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. Hey, listen. Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello again. Well, you know, I was talking about doing something for New Year's this week, but, you know, good old John John says it's still Christmas, and I'm down with that. So I actually found something online that I thought I would share with you, but I still would like to hear from you of what you're looking forward to or what new things you're willing to try or wanting to try as we get into the new year in 2024. Make sure you send us that email. I am spiderpan at disradio.com. So please do send me an email. Let me know what you're looking forward to for next year. Well, let me read this to you. As the holiday season of 1938 came to Chicago, Bob May wasn't feeling much comfort or joy. A 34-year-old ad writer from Montgomery Ward, May was exhausted and nearly broke. His wife, Evelyn, was bedridden on the losing end of a two-year battle with cancer, and this left Bob to look after their four-year-old daughter, Barbara. One night, Barbara asked her father, Why isn't my mommy like everybody else's mommy? As he struggled to answer this daughter's question, Bob remembered the pain of his own childhood. A small, sickly boy, he was constantly picked on and called names. But he wanted to give his daughter hope and show her that being different was nothing to be ashamed of. More than that, he wanted her to know that he loved her and would always take care of her. So he began to spin a tale about a reindeer with a bright red nose who found a special place on Santa's team. Barbara loved the story so much that she made her father tell it every night before bedtime. As he did, it grew more elaborate because he couldn't afford to buy his daughter a gift for Christmas. Bob decided to turn the story into a homemade picture book. In early December, Bob's wife died. Though he was heartbroken, he kept working on the book for his daughter. A few days before Christmas, he reluctantly attended a company party at Montgomery Ward. His co-workers encouraged him to share the story he'd written. After he read it, there was a standing ovation. Everyone wanted copies of their own. Montgomery Ward bought the rights to the book from their debt-ridden employee. Over the next six years at Christmas, they gave away six million copies of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer to shoppers. Every major publishing house in the country was making offers to obtain the book, and in an incredible display of goodwill, the head of the department store returned all rights to Bob May. Four years later, Rudolph had made him into a millionaire. Now remarried with a growing family, May felt blessed by his good fortune. But there was one more to, or there was more to come. Uh, his brother-in-law, a successful songwriter named Johnny Marks, set the uplifting story to music. The song was pitched to artists from Bing Crosby on down. They all passed. Finally, Marks approached Gene Autry. The cowboy star had scored a holiday hit with Here Comes Santa Claus a few years before. Like the others, Autry wasn't impressed with the song about the misfit reindeer. Marks begged him to give it a second listen. Autry played it for his wife, Ina, and she was so touched by the line they wouldn't let poor Rudolph play in any reindeer games that she insisted her husband record the tune. 
Within a few years, it had become the second best-selling Christmas song ever, right behind White Christmas. Since then, Rudolph has come to life in TV specials, cartoons, movies, toys, games, coloring books, greeting cards, and even a Ringling Brothers circus act. The Little Red-Nosed Reindeer, dreamed up by Bob May and immortalized in song by Johnny Marks, has come to symbolize Christmas as much as Santa Claus, evergreen trees, and presents. As the last line of the song says, he'll go down in history. That's all I have for you this week. Make sure you come back to Dis Radio next week. And of course, hey, if you would like some more fun with me, don't forget to go look for The Fandom Nexus found at NeverlandPodcast.com. Of course, you can find that podcast everywhere. So as we'll continue to say, Merry Christmas. And I'm going to add in there, Happy New Year. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Had a very shiny Shouted out with glee Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer You'll go down in history You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? With your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then how the reindeer loved him, and they shouted out with glee. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you'll go down in history. Taking you on a journey from your lifetime of memories. It's Diz Radio. And back to your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, D-Heads, I am back. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It has been a fun Christmas extension here at Diz Radio here this week. And I want to extend a very special thank you, as I always do, to the one, the only, the talented, the artist himself, Christopher Radko, for stopping in here this week, chatting with us, talking about how he creates these exquisite ornaments that get passed on as heirlooms. And I have a few Christopher Radkos that I am passing on to my children as well. So I am excited for the 2024 collection, and I am holding out for those unicorns and purple ornaments. 
I'm just saying, I'm holding out for them for next year. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Jeremy, Frank, and Dominic stopping in here this week and an extended Merry Christmas to all the D-team that took that week off here this week. I hope you enjoyed the holidays with your family. I'd also like to thank you, the D-heads. Without you, there would be no show. I say it all the time. There would be no Diz Radio if it wasn't for the D-heads tuning in every single week. So thank you, the D-heads, for stopping in and enjoying the show for the last 13 years. So before I end this week with a very special song that uh, I'm excited to share with all of you, some of you may know it, I do got to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show because I don't want you to forget how you can enjoy Diz Radio or share Diz Radio with your friends. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, complete archives, connect up with the D-Team, and so much more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on Snapchat, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, threads, we are everywhere. All you have to do is go to DizRadio.com and find all those social links there as well. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show and many other places. And if you just can't remember any of this, as I already said a few times, go to DizRadio.com and you can find all those links there as well. And definitely drop the D-Team a line. We love hearing from all of you listeners. So, all of you D-heads, that is the end of this week. Yes, we are continuing on with our very Merry Christmas celebration, the fifth day of Christmas. So I hope you are counting down those days of Christmas and extending this holiday as well. And there's only one way to extend the holiday this season, only one way to keep it going. And that is, you know, going beyond just decorating a tree. How about decorating yourself? So I'm going to leave it at that. Go out there, decorate yourself for this holiday season. So until next week, all of you D-heads, as I always say, take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. So as we're getting ready to close out 2023, make that more true for your resolution for 2024. Until next week, all of you D-heads, have a very merry Christmas celebration. Hey, Ren, what do you say the two of us just sit down behind the old piano and sing our favorite Yaxmas song? You sure thing, pal. At this time of year, we're so full of cheer, there's a feeling in the air. People say hello, they're so full of love, but in my heart I know, oh, what they're full of. Gifty popcorn balls and the candy canes. This year, forget the tree and take a dip from me. Keep your colored lights packed upon the shelf. Tis the season to decorate yourself. Decorate yourself or maybe. Your brother Hang a fish Perhaps an eel On your mother Then grab dear old dad Baby sister too And decorate yourself Right down to your shoes Do it just for fun Or do it for your health Decorate yourself 
Happy, happy joy to every girl and boy. Tape a cheese lock to your nose. Why hang greeting cards on a Christmas tree when you can hang them? Burn piles of pine Hang your mistletoe Where the sun don't shine Paint your body green And dress up like an elf Tis the season To decorate yourself Decorate yourself Or maybe Your brother a fish, perhaps an eel, from your mother. Then grab dear old dad, baby sister too, and decorate yourself right down to your shoes. Do it just for fun, or do it for your health. Just decorate yourself. Head punch on Christmas Eve We hang dirt balls from our sleeve And put meat between our toes Granny's there upon her head A delightful shade of red Wrapped up in a garden hose Thank you for tuning into the Diz Radio Show. The thoughts and comments expressed are those of the show and do not reflect any company or guest heard on our program. Now go on and relive the magic, fun, excitement, and appreciation from your lifetime of memories. See you real soon.